1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors wrap up on 95 7th game.
2: Curry with the ball on the far wing. Puts on the dribble. Gets through two defenders right down the lane. Flipped it up and in like he's out there having fun. There's a little shimmy underneath the bucket. Yeah, fun for Steph Curry and fun for the Golden State Warriors tonight as uh, they dispatch of the Toronto Raptors here inside Chase Center. 129-117 to is the final. A big second half for the Warriors, and in particular the fourth quarter as uh, they outscore Toronto 31-23 in the fourth, 66-55 in the second half. It was a one-point lead at the intermission. Turns into a 12-point Warriors victory. We welcome you inside. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you uh, for the next hour or so as uh, we talk about this one and the Warriors uh, taking two of three on the homestand here uh, since coming off the road trip as uh, they win this ball game tonight and now back on the road as they'll uh, have the weekend off and head for Oklahoma City. They'll take on the Thunder, Timberwolves, and Nuggets coming up here over the course of the next week. But uh, the Warriors, uh, I think you have to like, after dropping the first one, the ability to bounce back and, and beat Memphis and make it two in a row over a Toronto team that uh, maybe is underachieved a little bit at at 22 and 28 now through 50 games on the season, but a lot to like from the Warriors as far as how they got the job done in this game tonight. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first want to make sure we uh, let everybody know that you can participate in the program at 888-957-9570 to Give me a call or shoot me a text here. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open, uh, 888-957-9570. But uh, a lot to like for the Warriors in this one. Stephen Curry uh, being Stephen Curry. And I think maybe looking like he's got a little bit more zip as he gets... You know, back into the grand scheme of things and and bouncing back from from all the time off that that he had missed typically throughout curry's career he's a, he's pretty quick at getting back to his his usual numbers and efficiency and everything but uh, gotten the sense it's taken him a little bit longer to to get you know, fully energized and, and back to where he was pre injury uh, in his return. So, we're coming up on what would be the three week mark here basically, two and a half weeks since Curry uh, came back. And I, I thought, you know, and Steve Kerr mentioned this in his post game press conference that, that tonight was a night where Curry maybe physically looked the most like his old self and getting the conditioning and the timing and the game flow and and getting used to playing every other day and getting back into the fold. So Curry, terrific, 35 points, 11 assists, 7 boards. You had to have that. Klay Thompson did his thing tonight, and and I'll tell you what I liked about Klay Thompson's game tonight is, yes, the 29 points, but he turned a bad game shooting the basketball into a good game and we've seen this a lot with Clay in some of the games and I think this is a sign that that he's also coming along and, and becoming a little bit more consistent just that the simple fact that that he got off to a, a brutal start uh, in in this game Uh you know shooting the ball you know three of eight oh four from three in in the first quarter he was five of 13 at halftime, but then Clay able to, to get it going in the second half, and he turns a, a 5 of 13 into uh, an 11 of 24, and he ends up 6 of 14 from 3 after a 2 and eight, two for 8 start. So he, he finishes making 4 of his last 6 from 3-point range, and I think we've seen Clay get frustrated, take bad shots if he gets off to a bad start on certain nights, and tonight, And I think we've seen more consistently of late the fact that that Clay's been able to to turn games that, that earlier in the season would have just been bad games because of bad starts into when you look up at the end of the night 11 to 24 that's not bad 6 of 14 from 3 that's really good he also had eight boards and and continues to put a positive imprint on on the game in, in in other areas so anytime you get a big win you always look at the headliners and the stars first but I think you could make the case that this game is even more about the others for the Golden State Warriors and a couple of others really a trio of others for the warriors as far as their bench goes in the game tonight Dante DiVincenzo Jonathan Kaminga, and JaMichael Green to a lesser extent but still uh, to an extent uh, all with a a real positive and significant impact on this game and and one of the the bigger picture takeaways As you start to look at DiVincenzo's ability to be a plus 24 tonight, just hounding the ball defensively. Warriors throwing him on on Fred Van Vliet. He's kind of a streaky three-point shooter, but 11 assists. So the ball was moving. The Warriors had a season-high 40 assists as a team 14 turnovers you're thinking after the first couple of possessions tonight as the Warriors turned it over back-to-back times uh uh-oh like is this going to be a situation where it's a lot like the Memphis game and 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 are the Warriors going to have the turnover problems potentially plague them throughout the night but 14 turnovers overall it's it's probably one or two more than you really Want to have, but when you have forty assists, the assist to turnover ratio is is off the charts. You're talking about uh, over three, uh, getting into the three and a half to one type of a of a range uh, w- when you look at, at at that, or getting close to that that three to one kind of a range. And so, yeah, when when you have the, the that total. Uh, with the with the 14, and you're approaching that 3-1, to one, not quite 3-1, to one, but you're in pretty good shape. And, and the ball was moving tonight, and I think DiVincenzo gets a lot of credit for the ball moving tonight. Uh, I, I think Draymond, as always, gets a lot of credit for the ball moving tonight, and, of course, Steph Curry, the, s- the straw that stirs the drink for the Warriors. But, uh, yeah, Dante DiVincenzo in the game to close it tonight. Steve Kerr, I, I don't think any specific message other than just trying to put the best possible group on the floor – to try and win a game. And and we've talked about this a lot, the fact that the Warriors know when they're fully healthy, and Andrew Wiggins didn't play tonight, but when the Warriors are fully healthy, they know that they have a fifth spot, basically, after you get through Steph and you get through Clay, and you get through Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, who was unavailable tonight. The the, the fifth spot in the finishing lineup could vary on, on different nights. It could be Jordan Poole on a certain night and, and we saw Jordan Poole with the game winning layup and a great cut on, on Zaire Williams in the game against Memphis and a great pass from DiVincenzo to to hit him for that layup and, and the Warriors go on to, to win that game the other night, a big win and and so you know, some nights it's Jordan Poole. Some nights it's Kavon Looney who, you know, tonight was in foul trouble for a good chunk of the night, but against bigger teams, and Warriors may want to go with the, the stabilizing, the screen-setting impact of, of Kavon Looney, and, and we've seen them do that in the playoffs before to, to close out games, and it's it helped them uh, to some big postseason wins. We all know Kavon Looney's a, a 16-game player, as they say, somebody that can really make an impact in the in the playoffs. So you know, box-checked where it could be Kavon Looney. I think there's nights, and, and you know, tonight is a night where Jonathan Kaminga makes – his case to potentially on certain nights be out there to, to close games. Jonathan Kaminga was terrific in the second half, and I think he could throw his hat in the ring as far as players that that might have an opportunity to be the fifth. So when it's all clicking for the Warriors, they've got the four that they know are going to be out there, and then the fifth could be any number of players. I think at this point, there's a case to be made. It could be. Pool. It could be Looney. It could be Divincenzo. Hell, it could be Jonathan Kaminga from from time to time, uh, and you know Kaminga with the the four consecutive three pointers. That was a huge moment in the game tonight, swinging the game from close to giving the Warriors a, a little bit of separation, and the Raptors were flat out daring him to shoot, especially the, the corner threes, that's something where a lot of teams will give on that and help off of Jonathan Kaminga because throughout the course of his career to this point, he hasn't consistently shown that he has the ability to knock down that shot. But tonight, he was confident, and he typically is confident in shooting that shot especially. That's a shot in the context of the Warriors' offense that he could get a lot, and if he gets good at, look out rest of the NBA as far as Jonathan Kaminga goes because that opens up everything. If teams have to start scrambling out to defend Jonathan Kaminga with his athleticism uh, when they're already in scramble mode because they're helping off of him, which is the reason he's that open. And if teams start running back at him, then he can put it on the deck. And we all know when Kaminga puts it on the deck, you know, not with ball pressure and a defender around him, but he can put it on the deck with an advantage because the defense would be in scramble mode and that's where he can, you know, put it Put his head down, get ahead of steam, and get a dunk on somebody, or get fouled, uh, and and he's become more of a willing passer as well. So that that shot is just if, if he could make it relatively consistently, is big time kryptonite to the way other teams want to attempt to defend the Warriors. So Kaminga did all the other things that he. Has done of late as well, uh, putting pressure on the, on the rim. Good defense. The Warriors have carved out a nice little role for Jonathan Kaminga, and and Kaminga has been to his credit able to to execute it and picking up right where he left off. Starting to become a factor for this Warriors team, and 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 continuing to be one now uh, in his return from the injury, and I think that's a, a great, great sign. So big-time sparks from, from both DiVincenzo and Kaminga. And, you know, you look at Jermichael Green, and, and I was kind of thinking about this before we get to Jermichael Green. I, I was having the thought that, you know, for all of the talk about the Warriors' top four, and we know that, and the top six, and, the top, and you know, DiVincenzo's had an incredible really last couple of months. I mean, he's been a really productive player for the Warriors' almost going back to November, you know, the, the the end of November when he came back from the injury, he's really added, uh, you know, just he's added IQ, he's added, you know, ball-hounding defense, he's added just a, a, a player that's willing to pass, that can knock down some threes depending uh, upon the night, and just uh, an intelligence level that I think that this Warriors team, you know, he he's shown us all why he is a, a a warrior style of player, and why the Warriors would have been quick, and and they were quick to try and snap him up when he became available, and and because of some of the injuries to this point of his career, he he was available at a price point that that fit what the Warriors were, were looking for, and and they they snapped him up quick, and he obviously was was willing to come because I think he views himself as a bright lights player and a playoff player, and and somebody that that can make a nice little payday for himself potentially elsewhere if he can help the Golden State Warriors make a deep playoff run or, or contend for an NBA championship. So he's really, as the games have gone on and he's played more and more, given the Warriors a, a, a hell of a boost. And, and tonight w- was no different with the 11 assists and the defense and all of that. And, and the thought it led me down the path toward was the fact that the Warriors top eight, for as maligned as this team has been, and you look at 25 and 24 and you're thinking, man, th- this whole this whole calculus of, of the season would be different if this team even had three more wins. I mean, if if they were twenty eight and twenty one right now, they'd be third in the West. Yeah, they'd be behind Memphis at this point and Denver. But I, I think the the belief would be that that hey, this team is fine. They're they're you know, have treaded water throughout the 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 first half plus of the season they're getting healthier they know it's go time at least almost go time once you get past the all-star break and, and everything's fine now they still have to make up that ground and it's been fits and starts and there's been some bad losses and every time it looks like the Warriors are about to really push they haven't been able to do it I mean let's be honest they've only been two games over 500 that's the high water mark that the Warriors have had this season is two games over 500 so they they still have to show that they can get to let's say three games over 500 before we can see them get to 10 or or more uh, above that mark but I was starting to think about the fact that the, the top eight really is becoming solidified with Dante DiVincenzo as the seven and finishing tonight and the Warriors didn't have as many issues tonight closing out the game down the stretch as they've had with other iterations of of closing lineups, and I don't want to make this about Jordan Poole versus Dante Divincenzo or or anything like that. Jordan Poole hit the game winning shot the other night. Jordan Poole's helped the Warriors for for as much as the fan base has been on him at, at times. He's helped the Warriors win a, 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 a few games, more than a few games this season, uh, with with a, a, a positive imprint, and and a lot of those games in, in the six and an, and five stretch where where Stephen Curry was out, and and if they go three and eight or go to a nine in that stretch we're having a completely different conversation about the, the trajectory of this warrior season and, and, and where they stand you talk about three four game swings and well what if this team was 28 and 21 well the flip side to that is what if they were what if they were 21 and 28 at, at this point and and near the bottom of the Western Conference and still trying to claw their way out to an even higher level but when you start to look at it, and, and things come together, and the wins ultimately have to follow. Like, you can't just sit and say, and, and I went in on this a lot over the last couple weeks, you can't just tell me everything's fine when you're losing games. But if this team can start to win games, I think there is a belief that maybe the top eight is becoming you know, solidified to a point where you know it's Steph and Clay, you know it's Wiggins and Draymond, you know it's going to be Kavon Looney, and then Jordan Poole is the six, Dante DiVincenzo as the seven. And then Jonathan Kaminga is starting to solidify himself as the eighth man. And then you look at Jamichael Green, who in the three games since he's come back from uh, – originally I think it was the health and safety protocols for COVID and and then got the the leg infection, which I believe uh, put him in the hospital, I think was was reported for a short period of time. And he's come back and and played well, and he sparked the Warriors tonight. And I think in a perfect world – when you look at this roster as it's currently constituted, with the players they have, without going out and making a trade, without going out and add, I feel like Jermichael Green would be the ninth if if he played at the level that he's played in these last three games and, and played the way that he played tonight. Somebody that could that could just kind of be rugged a little bit in the paint, knock down an, an open three, you know, defend some different types of players, and 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 help you. Uh, Rebounding and, and and help you a little bit offensively and, and be kind of a positive energy guy and it just hadn't been there for whatever reason but but I even think Jamichael Green we're starting to see is the player in line to be the ninth on a night where James Wiseman with Kavon Looney picking up four fouls in the first half gets a DNP coach's decision for the night and I know we'll hear from Steve Kerr coming up and and he addressed. You know, Wiseman not playing again, and and I don't want to make tonight about Wiseman not playing either, because I think if if this team's playing to the fullest of the capabilities and Jamichael Green's playing well, Wiseman's probably not seeing the floor anyway. But but again, big picture, you're starting to see what a playoff rotation could look like start to take shape, and if the wins follow, I think maybe we're having a little bit of a different conversation about what the Warriors have to do between now and the trade deadline, what the Warriors maybe have to do on the buyout market, and and some of these you know, signings are starting to potentially fall into place. The Warriors are still having to work pretty hard to win a lot of these games harder than they've ever had to work, so it's something to keep an eye on, and I don't want to anoint any team back that sits at, at 25 and 24 and, and one game over 500, but you're starting to see signs of what it might look like when the Warriors are the, the best version of themselves for, for this 2022-23 season. So eight at 8, 9, 5, 7, 70 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game as the Warriors win it 129 to 117. So two and one on the homestand, and now 25 and 24 overall. And where does that leave the Warriors as you take a quick look at the NBA standings uh, and uh, crazy how the, the, the standings have fluctuated. That that gets the Warriors all the way up to 7th tonight with the win. So the win puts the Warriors at 7th, 25-24. and 24. They're a half game back at Dallas. And they are a game back right now of the Clippers who sit in 5th. And the Clippers are actually now tied with the Pelicans for 4th. So the Warriors are a game out of 4th in the western conference and they're only 3 games back of Sacramento who sits at 27 and 20 and the Kings are about to begin a 7 game road trip tomorrow in Minnesota they've got a couple of games against the the Timberwolves and so i think every one of these teams below Sacramento directly below them which whether it's the Pelicans who haven't been healthy and have dropped 6 in a row the Clippers the Mavs the Warriors the Suns I think all of those teams view Sacramento being the three team as as unproven as they are as as a target and and as a team that can get got and and can be picked up if you can win you know not two in a row and then lose three and then win a couple and then lose one and then you, you can't sit around five hundred or one below two over but if you can actually go eight and three ten and ten and you know, four over a stretch, you might be the three seed. Like, that might be all it takes to, to put yourself in position where, where you can be the three seed uh, moving moving forward, and, and, and it's going to be a wild finish. I don't think there's there's any doubt with, with all of these teams separated by so little. I mean, the four spot and the 13 spot are separated by, by three games. So I, I, I think, you know, that tells you all you need to know. And, again, I'm, I'm cautious to, to – start anointing the Warriors as as back and having this whole thing put together because every time we've thought that, then they wind up taking a a bad loss or they lose three out of four, and then they can't quite, as Matt Steinmetz likes to say, get off the hamster wheel and and make that push back toward, uh, you know, separating themselves from that 500 mark. So uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line is open. We'll hear from Steve Kerr as uh, the Warriors get the job done here. 129 to 117, and you heard it right here 957 the game.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
2: Steve Chanzo with a steal. Took it away from Bamblee right at midcourt. Hand off Curry. Dribble drive down the lane. Finger roll. George Gervin
1: like it's up and in. <laughs> the Iceman cometh. Uh, one of my favorite posters of all time. Oh. Him sitting on the block of ice. Absolutely. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game.
2: Tim and Tom on the call, Dante DiVincenzo making plays, and the Warriors with a big second half beating the Raptors, 129-117, back here on Warriors Wrap-Up from Inside Chase Center, John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text, couple of text messages to get to before we get to Steve Kerr in the postgame press conference here on 95.7 The Game, but uh, looking at how the Warriors got the job done tonight, we dug into some of the individual performances as far as players playing well in the top eight or nine in the dubs rotation starting to be potentially solidified but I think the way the Warriors attacked this game specifically really well executed as far as moving and cutting the, the 40 assists, they, they beat the Raptors a lot on, on back cuts and got you know wide open layups and, and dunks. The 62 paint points, uh, almost 50% of the Warriors' total points in this game came in the paint. And, and a lot of that comes from just the patience and, and the ball movement and, and all of that. And they needed it in particular in the first half because the Warriors didn't hit the three ball in the first half. And I think... Yes, the defense was better down the stretch, and there was good energy from Kaminga and DiVincenzo. But in the first half, it was the paint points. They got enough of them when they needed them in the second half. But the biggest thing that flipped this game, I think, for the Warriors in the second half was the fact that they were able to knock down threes in the second half. Six of 22 in the first half. And at that point, it was a game where the Raptors had a small lead. The Warriors made their push at the end of the half to take the one-point advantage at the break. But in the second half, it was 12 of 19 from three and fewer overall three-point attempts, just 18 – or I'm sorry, 43 attempts and 18 makes, and and so right a tick under 42%. The efficiency was better. The balance was better between getting inside and getting the paint touches – and you know, taking better three-point shots and having the the Warriors shoot closer to their their typical percentages as, as the game went on. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. A couple of text messages momentarily. Let, let's get Mike on the phone lines though here uh, on ninety five seven. The game on Warriors wrap up. What's going on tonight, Mike? What's going on? What's up, man? What's on your mind? Oh, think we lost Mike there. Uh, all right, Mike. Well. Appreciate it. Appreciate you trying. A couple of text messages to get to Xfinity Mobile text line uh, here. Five one zero solid win. Uh, Looney and Poole in some foul trouble, but the turnovers. Uh, Warriors did a much better job on the turnovers. Um uh, but, yeah, I mean, to me, 14 is kind of in that in-between. I think, I think Steve Kerr said 12 is like a perfect game. 12 or fewer is, is, is a perfect, you know, or, or is a workable, livable margin. So 14 a little bit more than that. But when you look at the fact that you get 40 assists to that, it, it works out pretty well. Four one five. the Warriors team is completely different when Kaminga can bring his size, youth, and athleticism. No doubt about it. No no question about it. Jonathan Kaminga brings an element that the Warriors just just don't have. I mean, somebody that can put his head down and get to the basket, and somebody that, that can finish around the rim once he gets there, and just the ability to, with his length – and his energy when he brings it, and he's brought it over the course of the last month when he's been healthy, really month month plus when he's been healthy, going back to you know I think the back end of that trip that the that the Warriors were on before they came home for the for the holidays, and so you look at that and yeah he just he does make the Warriors more dynamic. There, there's no question about it when you look at all the shooting and ball movement. And and the things that Draymond does, he just is another different type of player that helps to balance out everything that that the Warriors do. And I I think you could make a case that even DiVincenzo, with his IQ as kind of a glue guy and his willingness to pass and his ability to to guard defensively, uh, has has really helped things uh, as well. And so I, I think you, you have to like that. And I, I agree uh, with, with the 415 as far as Kaminga goes. It's a, it's a different element. To the 510 asking about Andrew Wiggins, uh, nothing to be too concerned about. Uh, sh- the question was, should there be anything with Wiggins missing another game with the non-COVID illness? He warmed up before the game, and that was going to be determined as to whether or not he would, he would play. Uh, in this one, and so it sounds like he was close, questionable officially in the lead-up, but but went through the warm-up, and and tonight wasn't the night, so might as well give him the weekend and head to Oklahoma City, and then you get him back out there on on Monday preferably because the Warriors are going to need him because the games are going to start to come a little bit faster with Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then right back at Chase a week from tomorrow, Saturday, with the, the Mavs in town, and then there's really a lot of games uh, between you know that stretch and the next week, week and a half before the Warriors hit the All Star break on on February the fourteenth, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game the four eight zero says, hey J D, Warriors have to take this energy on the road. Can't lose three of four and say you've turned a corner. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that and i i think the warriors have to bring that energy on the road without a doubt and bring just the purpose the purpose has not always been there uh you know they they have won a couple of games and then it's like okay they almost want to quickly get back into coast mode and that that doesn't necessarily work mike uh we'll give you one more shot here mike in, in san francisco you're on on 957 the game what's going on brother
4: line drop there uh talking about the game tonight uh Good win. Uh, Raptors maybe record-wise don't have a good record, but they're still a tough team. They're tough out a guy like uh, Siakam, who's always uh, matchup nightmare, and they got talent like Barnes and, and Van Fleet. Uh, kind of more the disappointing season then. But the Warriors needed to take care of their business here, they're not having to drop off after you know a huge win after Memphis, not playing down to the level of competition, losing coming off a good a win like that. But to Curry was Curry play i like the way he's, he's grounded in form but to me Kaminga has really started to earn Kerr's trust here and he's really emerging for that second unit there i love what he's bringing even has been a, a great pickup for that second unit he should be in the in the closing lineup uh there's no knock on uh on pull but i just love what that guy brings he's reliable closer and i think he's earned uh Kerr's trust there to be in that closing lineup there uh for all the games that are going towards uh the repeat here, so he and even a guy like Green, they need more of that, like him off the bench. But overall, like what they had tonight, but can they do this on the road? I know they had a winning road trip, uh, the the before the homestand here, but they got three games here. I would love to see him go ideally two and one, three and zero. Oh, I don't I don't see that happening, but two and one. You don't want to revert back to form here now after some uh, good stretch here and go zero and three on a road trip because that would be just a major bummer here. So. We're gonna see now coming off this three game road trip with three, I think, formidable teams here, even a Oklahoma City, they may be a young team, but they're tough, man. They play hard and Chase Gillis Allen Allen is yep. one of the underrated uh, stars in the NBA. So a two and one is gotta be the goal for this team. We're gonna see if they don't revert back to form because if they go and three or they really struggle and look bad and go one and two, it's gonna be the same, you know, the problems they've been having going forward. So thanks for the time, man.
2: You know, appreciate it, Mike. I I think you're spot on with that, and yeah, the Thunder are going to come into that game on Monday, and, and they may play another game between now and then. I I hadn't checked uh, on that, but but they are, are twenty. They're only a game off where the Warriors are, and they're in eleventh. They're on the, they're on the outside looking in uh, at this point, as as far as where where the Warriors are, are looking at, and so yeah, I mean it's a scenario, and it looks like they've got the weekend off as as well. Uh, but you you go through it. And you go two and one, you might be fourth in the West, or tied for fourth in the West. You go zero oh, and three, you might be thirteenth in the West, you know, depending upon what happens behind you. So it's a, it's a fine line. The other thing to keep in mind for the road trip is it's a young energetic Oklahoma City team that the Warriors have not seen yet this year and then it's Minnesota who's been up and down they've held it together but they've been disappointing at times and and Carl Anthony Towns obviously has been out and then but then you've got the second of a back-to-back in Denver and that's the third game in four nights that game's a non-nationally televised game uh, as well and we've seen the Warriors in the past rest their guys in Denver so I think there's an added incentive on the first two games of the trip for the Warriors if you want to get greedy because as you look at the back end of the trip, that Denver game has the potential to be a game where they rest a lot of the veteran players and, and maybe make it a developmental game. Not to say you can't win that game. We saw what they did in Cleveland, but more often than not this year when the Warriors have done that, that Cleveland game is the outlier. That's really the only game that the Warriors have been able to win when they've done that. They had a couple more last year, and it and it really helped them in, in some key moments but I think you got to think about the first two games. You know, A rested team with the weekend off, not playing tomorrow or Sunday in OKC. Get that one. Take your chances with Minnesota, who's been up and down. You kind of don't know what Minnesota you're going to get. Warriors blew them out there in, in November. And then the Denver game, you kind of see where you're at from there. But I think there could be some potential for the Warriors maybe that that's the one where they might sit some of the guys down if the – past history has you know been any indication all right uh, let's hear a couple of minutes of of Steve Kerr as he met with the media downstairs here inside Chase Center following the Warriors 129 to 117 win
5: Steve you talked about pregame how you guys had to move the ball and make their defense move with how much they switch you had a season high 40 assist do you feel like you pretty much stuck to that blueprint tonight yeah for the most part I mean the, the, the ball was moving and um, you know you have to have to do that against this team they're too good with their switches and just staying in front of dribblers and so you got to you got you got to attack them with the pass and with cutting and i thought we did a good job of that 62 paint points uh, and i say there's only 43 attempted threes um was that concerted to to get to the rim more tonight it wasn't something we you know put on the board or anything but it, it, it when you move the ball and you cut you're going to get some openings especially the, with the type of pressure they put on the perimeter you know they're they're not a uh you know a, a huge shot blocking team they're more of a steals team a turnover forced turnover team but if you can execute and get the ball into the paint there's openings in there so um yeah i liked the way our guys attacked
1: what did you think of Jonathan Kaminga going four for four on threes in the third quarter? And how yeah. much do you want that shot to be a part of his toolbox?
5: Yeah, that corner three is a, a big shot for him. I think it's uh, you know, it's an effective weapon for him, you know, with his speed and and explosiveness. We know he can get to the rim and, and score. But if he can, you know, space the court and hit that that corner three, that's a big deal. And I thought that was a a big swing in the game when he when he made those uh, three or four in a row.
1: What did you get from Dante tonight, Steve?
5: Dante was fantastic again. He's had such a great stretch now uh, over the last six, eight weeks. Um, he just competes. Uh, you know, he's he's a just a guard. You know, he's not a point guard, not a two guard. He's just a basketball player. He he, um, he had eleven assists, moved the ball beautifully, competes defensively. Um, you know, we put him on Van Vliet after Van Vliet got off to the hot start, and uh, yeah, Dante's just been amazing for us.
4: Uh, Steve, uh, Jermichael Green continues to play meaningful minutes as he's become the first big man off the bench.
5: Uh, well, every game is different, but um, Jermichael has given us good minutes now the last few games and uh, we know what he is. You know, he's been in the league for a long time. He's very reliable. Um, we like the fact that he can step out and, and make a three. That's, um, you know, as a five man, that's a, a valuable weapon in this league right now. Uh, But he's also got some physicality to him. He rebounds. uh, He gives us a good kind of toughness uh, on the inside. So, yeah, Jim Michael's earning his minutes. Coach, after the Celtics and the Nets game, I I asked you about the late game offense. You had some struggles. So, I don't want to be accused of being too negative because it's scored well the last two games. Um, What's been the key to turning that around these last two games? It feels like we've, we've, uh, we took better care of the ball tonight. You know, we, uh, and when Steph plays like that, um, the, the whole, game opens up the whole floor opens up he was brilliant um, he looked like he had his pop back you know getting getting by people getting into the paint um and then moving the moving it on from there I mean he had 11 assists but he had a lot of plays too where he just pulled the defense in and, and then kicked the ball to someone else and and we were able to uh, find open looks from there so you know Steph is always the key for us and when he's playing at a high level like that it's it makes makes a game a lot easier for everyone
3: um, hey, Steve. So with Wiggins out for the game and Looney, you know, four fouls before halftime, how did you talk to your team about that? Like, how did they change their physicality and mentality going into that second half?
5: You know, change the starting lineup and then change the rotations accordingly. Um, but, you know, we're used to this. I mean, that it's uh, there's injuries all the time. So it's um, there's not really a, much of a message or anything. It's just, um, you know, here's the plan and let's let's go. You said you thought Steph looked like he had his pop back is that from pre-injury or, or just you know from the last few games just from the road trip i i, I didn't think he was um as sharp as uh, as he usually is on that trip and i i think just getting home you know being home all week getting some rest um sleeping in his own bed all that i think i think it was helpful and and um uh, yeah he just he looked really fast out there and under control and, and uh, made, made good decisions too.
1: Steve with Kavon Looney in foul trouble. And as you cycle through a few players at the five, how come James Wiseman wasn't a part of that cycle?
5: Uh, we just decided to go with Jamichael. Michael. Um, you know, we've, we, thought about going with wise but uh jim michael's been playing well in the last few games and uh so we gave him those minutes but james could find himself out there next game you know it's it's just day to day and you just gotta he's just gotta stay ready which he will steve uh jonathan's really confident in his ability to pretty much do anything on the floor do you feel like he has a chance to be a special two-way player in this league kind of all-around guy yeah, I mean, he's got the physical ability to be a, um, a hell of a two-way player. I mean, he's he's he can guard one through four, you know, and his uh, with his ability to to score around the basket. You saw the three-point shots tonight, so um, that's why we drafted him. He's he's an exciting prospect, and he's he's getting better and better.
2: Circling back on Dante and his career-high eleven assists tonight he's been in my opinion uh the swiss army knife of your guys's team this year and arguably uh in comparison to the gary payton the second role from last year and um so how important is it for him to be able to make the big shot when he needs to make it and also find the open man um like he did tonight?
5: yeah dante's played a big role for us uh this year um you're right he has kind of taken on gary's role from a year ago um being our defensive uh, guard, who, who's coming in to, you know, guard the best guy and uh, play with a lot of energy. He's different from Gary because he's uh, more of a ball handler and a playmaker. Gary was played more like a, like a finishing foreman around the basket. Um, but uh, Dante has just found a way to to fit right in. I think um, he, you know he played for a great college program at Villanova and great coach with Jay Wright. So there's an awareness of uh, how we play, you know, with um, the ball movement and the flow and the cutting. And uh, he, he fits right into our, our our group.
3: How it's going into tonight, the Raptors average the least amount of turnovers in the NBA. And the Warriors are one of the higher teams that average more turnovers. Was that something that you looked at going into tonight?
5: We talked about it before the game that the whole key was taking care of the ball you know they're a team that thrives on uh, transition and uh, if, if you turn it over against them they're they're so long and athletic they're going to get out and score so uh, we turned it over twice in the first 30 seconds I think and then after that did a pretty good job and uh, made them have to score in the half court and uh, so we, we did a good job just kind of uh, following the game plan and, and executing and it's a great win.
2: Yeah great win indeed Steve Kerr there Warriors get it done 129 to 117 and yeah turnovers are a big part of the Raptors game and the Warriors able in a couple of matchups against them as they sweep the season series to not have turnovers be a, a prolonged issue for them and and the Raptors do have some players that give the Warriors fits and OG Ananobi went out uh, with it, with an injury, uh, I think it was a wrist injury when he went up uh, on that dunk and and got fouled, and and it looked like maybe there could have been an arm or shoulder issue, but a wrist. And so Ananobi went out, but but between him and Siakam and Van Vleet, uh, all typically play excellent games against the Warriors. Scotty Barnes had a nice game uh, against the Warriors. He he looks like he's going to be a terrific player. Kind of a conundrum when you look at at just the overall and Toronto being 22 and 28 now as they leave uh, this building. But the Warriors did the things that you need to do to beat the Raptors, and that's exactly why they were able to, to come out on top. And, and really, after the, the quick uh, two turnovers early uh, in the first two possessions, the Warriors able to, for the remainder of the game, for the most part, able to control that, which allowed them to control the game uh, in the second half. All right. that. Will do it for me. Uh, appreciate everybody calling in and everybody texting in as uh, the Warriors get the job done tonight. Uh, be back with you tomorrow, 10 a.m., with my guy Whitey Gleason as uh, we leave uh, leave you from Chase Center headed to Philadelphia, uh, off to the airport I go. And uh, from Philadelphia, we'll have Warriors this week uh, from 10 a.m. until 1 Uh, here in the Bay Area, and then, uh, of course, a big weekend of NFL football and NFL conversation with the San Francisco 49ers trying to get back to the Super Bowl NFC Championship game, uh, as I will be uh, on from Philadelphia before and after uh, that one. So uh, look for that and look for all our digital coverage as well uh, at uh, all of the social channels for 95.7 The Game. So thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. We'll talk to you at 10 a.m. tomorrow from the East Coast. Warriors get the win. They're next in action Monday from Oklahoma City. Uh, Warriors live at 4 o'clock for that one. Warriors and the Thunder at 5 Pacific Time here on 95.7 The Game. So we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95.7 The Game.